kind of. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i in charge of the countdown today, everybody. And I uh, hit the countdown before I hit to go live. So we only got to see seven seconds of it. But you know what? That's okay. I feel pretty good about it. It's pretty good, all things considered. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, hello, and welcome to Love in the Time of Hydra, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 10th anniversary podcast. On this day, 10 years ago, Tuesday, November 19th, a lot of stuff was happening in the world. Thor the Dark Lord was still the number one movie of the day. Tony, do you want to guess what the number one song was? Fucking, was it that Lord song again? <laughs> yes. Royals by Lord. I looked it up. She was number one for nine weeks in a row. So we we're are almost over. like, we're closing out th this year with Lord for sure. Um, and, you know, I got to tell you guys that when I search the news, it's, it's really bleak. <laughs> it's, uh, this is my least favorite part of the job. And I am sparing you all a lot of grief by only telling you that on this day 10 years ago, Selfie was proclaimed Oxford's Word of the Year. Adam Driver celebrated his 30th birthday. And our girl, Ming-Na Wen, was celebrating the final day of her 40s. That's right. That means Ming turns oh. 60 tomorrow. Damn, she looks oh, good. Wow. Uh, but the most Fantastic. important thing is, I know, the most I know, the most important thing that happened on this day ten years ago was Agents of Shield's eighth episode, The Well, aired on ABC at eight seven Central. I'm Jamie Jarek, and I'm here with my co-host, boyfriend, and Agents of Shield novice, Tony Paletto. Hi, Tony. Hi, Jamie. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching and listening. Sari's in the chat. Hey, Sari. Sari. Hey, Sari. Yes. Um, all right, so Tony, before we start, I have a question for you. Do you think it's appropriate that I'm still calling you a novice? Should we like boost you up to new fan or or do we still categorize you? Um I feel like I'm a I'm an per I'm an episode by episode novice. You know what you should probably do is uh develop like I think I should be a novice for all of season one, and then for season two, you could give me a new description. We've got some Sad news, Tony. You deliver it to the people. Oh. oh, man. Well, Adam Gertler was supposed to be here. Uh, Adam Gertler and I uh, recorded our very first Patreon episode last week uh, covering Thor The Dark World. Um, the reason we wanted Adam to do Dark World was because we wanted to get him here for this episode that directly ties into Dark World. And uh, unfortunately, Adam couldn't make it. He had scheduling problems. Um, so, uh, we're, we're missing him greatly, but, uh, he did express interest and in, in, in told us to please, please, uh, try and get him, get him in on another, uh, episode. So it's just Jamie and I, you know, today. So okay. you know, we did the Patreon and it was no Jamie and a guest. And this time we did no guest and a Jamie. So, you know, I think, I think, you know, two first, they play, it works. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that, uh, the universe does not mean Adam to be in a podcast together is what I think is what's going Clearly. on. Clearly. Yeah. Um, but Too much oh energy. Well. I do want exploding. <laughs> That's fair. I do want to shout out uh, the, those who did sign up for our Patreon. We've, we got a couple people from the UK, which is really cool. I think that's awesome. So shout out to our UK Hell listeners yeah. uh, and and all those people who signed up to hear Adam talk. Uh, sorry he's not here today, but we will get him on eventually. All right, Tony, what were you doing ten years ago? Lay it on me. I was just watching TV. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Why? Did oh you wow! You really threw me for a loop. Or? I certainly did. Uh, wow. Uh, you just never know what you're gonna get from Tony. Uh, beautiful. Uh, you know, I looked at my time hop again. The only, the only thing I did years ago was take a picture of my friend Drew Current and post it on Facebook. <laughs> it's just a picture of Drew. So I don't know if Drew listens to the podcast, but he is a Marvel fan. So shout out to Drew. Uh, 10 years ago today, I took a picture of you at our job at Grubhub. <laughs> So neither of us were doing anything exciting 10 years ago, clearly. Uh, but I did something very exciting this week. I interviewed both Ming Na Wen and Brett Dalton. Uh, but we're going to save those uh, the the stories of those interviews for the end of this podcast for a reason that is so funny. And I can't wait for you to hear about it. But we got to save it for the end of the podcast. I'm really excited about the story. <laughs> 
Um, you know, as always, I want to shout out to everyone who's been listening to us. Uh, I want to shout out Ellie Jane on Instagram for saying that the pod has reignited her love for the show. I love hearing that. I also want to shout out a J- just Jane, uh, who gave us a five-star review on Spotify, but said she couldn't leave a question there, so she sent them through Instagram. Uh, we'll just have to check in with that on Maria, who's currently in an airplane. She is not here today, so I'm just going to have to trust that what Jane said was accurate. Um, so, Tony, she wanted to know if either of us attended this special six-movie marathon for the premiere of The Avengers back in 2012 because Clark Gregg recorded a little special intros for each of those Phase 1 films. And she told me that those might be on the extras if we have the Phase 1 collector set, which we have. So I like want to go back and look oh. on our DVDs or Blu-rays and see if we have those. Because I well, I didn't do that. I do very well. I will talk about um, me seeing Avengers for the first time in theaters. But I'm guessing you didn't do that either, that marathon. No. I mean, I told the story of having seen Thor uh, Avengers and Thor The Dark World as a marathon. But no, I didn't see the uh, was six-film marathon. That sounds pretty rad. I would have liked to, especially knowing that my boy Clark Gregg was was leading me in. Yeah. I um I from very much remember I saw the Avengers in a double feature with Cabin in the Woods and I didn't go on my normal Thursday. I always go Thursday preview night, but for I was uh I would think I was doing comedy studies. I was doing a semester at Second City and so I was really busy. So I had to wait till Saturday. And I'll never forget, I went with my friend Connie. We saw Avengers, we were riding so high, and then we saw Cabin in the Woods, which I loved just as much. It, it's my one of my favorite horror movies now of all time um you know at the time it was like just wait and double but you know what can you do but like god what a that's in my top (laughs) five best theatrical days of my life (laughs) that's a banger that's an absolute banger yeah uh shout out to jeremy in the comments for saying that he attended that marathon he said it was a long slog (laughs) a slog eh? well listen i mean phase one isn't like amazing so you know i can i can i can get i that's a that's a beast of a day uh i could i could have more readily done that during that time than i could now because now you know the amount of times i've done the quote-unquote marvel watch uh i don't think i could do a day a day of phase one that would be pretty intense i did it I remember doing that at home before Avengers for sure. And then before Infinity War, I just sat alone in my room for two days nonstop. And I watched every single movie leading up to Infinity War. Um, And that was fun. So I would probably do that again before Secret Wars. But with the shows and stuff, you can't do it in one sitting like you used to. It's going to take weeks. Right. All right. Uh, so uh, also, I want to shout out uh, Jane, uh, her be- uh, Jane's best friend, who apparently they're listening. They've been listening on opposite sides of the country. And I don't know where either of them are. Uh, but uh, if this pod is helping you stay connected, that makes me really deeply happy. So shout out to those buddies who've been listening and shout out to our chat. Hi, chat. Hey, chat. Thanks for being here and interacting with us. This is a friendly reminder. Tag your spoilers, please, in the chat. That just means writing spoiler alert before discussing anything that happens on the show after this episode. And uh, that's just to protect me um, and to protect anybody else like me who's going through the show for the first time. Be nice. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, Maria's not here, but I'll be watching. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, all right, let's talk about it. The Well, the eighth episode, written by Monica Ausu-Breen. who was a co-executive producer on the first three seasons. She wrote eight episodes. Very important person uh, because she was supposed to be in charge of a Buffy reboot that was announced a couple of years ago. Um, but I think that no fell way. apart because she was supposed to do it with, with Whedon. And uh, I don't think that that's ever happening now. And I, I'm kind of relieved because the whole idea stressed me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay when it's like Slayers and it's just like an audio play that you can listen to and there's... There's no, no less is at stake, but boy, I bet you'd be squirming in your seat. Like you were squirming in your seat about the new Frasier show. And no one really gives a shit about that. <laughs> Lil uh, came back this week. Boy. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, but yes. Buffy reference. Uh, and the, okay. So the well was directed by Riker himself, Jonathan Frakes from Star yeah. Trek. I don't think I knew that. Ahead of t- I think, or if I did, I totally forgot that he directed this episode. And it was the only episode of the show he directed 
directed, but he's done a ton of directing over the years. Lots of TV, a couple of Star Trek movies. He's obviously known best for playing Riker, um, but he has almost 100 acting credits. He does. He's done a lot of stuff, and he also has another Marvel connection. He was in a bunch of episodes of the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon that ran from 2015 to 2019. Tony, you love superhero cartoons. Have you watched that one? No. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, uh, when I when I'm going to bed and I am given the remote control, uh, I like to, to go to sleep. I like to put on low volume like old old Marvel cartoons like Spider-Man or uh, the, the I've been watching the Aquaman show from the 60s and it's batshit crazy and I love it. But no, I haven't watched uh, the, 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 the shows that I pick uh, for for bedtime have to be of a sort of a certain era. Because if you start getting into the 2000s or the 2020-teens, those cartoons get a little noisy and it's hard to fall asleep to. But Mm -hmm. I am interested in uh, in Guardians. Uh, Who did he voice? Do you know? Um, Jean? I I think it was. Yeah. I don't know Jean. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. I could be saying that wrong, too. Um, Honestly, I read like a DC name, so I was confused. Yeah, I thought it was really cool seeing his name because I knew he directed a lot of TV, but, you know, just mm-hmm. I think it's awesome that he he touched tapped into the Marvel thing for a little bit. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And this was a perfect episode for him uh, because, you know, it deals with some spacey things and he's a spacey boy. He's a big old spacey boy. He's a spacey boy. <laughs> so the cast, obviously. Obviously, we've got our core six back, and we've got great guest star Peter uh, McNichol uh, as Elliot Randolph. Yeah. He's a great actor. I love when he got so excited. You got so excited when his name popped up on the screen in the credits. Um, he's got a yeah. vast filmography as well, um, but he also did some a lot of animated work, including playing Doc Ock in the Spectacular Spider-Man, which ran from two thousand eight to two thousand nine. That's a really good uh, casting. That's he's a he'd be. A, I'm sure he crushed it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and so I, really, in this episode, I recognize him from, a... uh, from, from the movie Bean and from, because uh, uh, he's great in Bean and, and Ghostbusters 2 and like a hundred mm-hmm. other things. Like he's just super reliable. Love that guy. He's going to show up in the uh, in one episode in the 11th season of Cheers. So we'll get to see him soon in our sitcom watching as well. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So quick synopsis is, synopsis. When an Asgardian staff is unearthed by the wrong people, Coulson's team must stop them with the help of a professor who is more than he seems. But when Ward touches the staff and unleashes his worst memory, will he ever be the same? Tony, what were your overall initial thoughts of this episode? Uh, I dug it. It's good. You know what's weird is I thought it was going to be something else. And I'm trying to reconcile this because in my mind, like, you know, I remember seeing ads for this show um and don't tell me if i'm right or wrong but i i really thought that i saw uh an episode a commercial teaser that featured dark elves um maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm you know getting things crossed but you know knowing that this was going to be dealing with the aftermath of thor the dark world i thought that was what was going to happen so i was honestly kind of surprised that yes first of all it starts with uh, uh, Simmons doing a voiceover, which if you listen to the Patreon episode, I complained to Adam Gertler about how the cold, the cold opens of Thor and Thor the Dark World are virtually the same. It's just that in the first one, they're talking about Frost Giants. And in the second one, they're talking about uh, Dark Elves. So when this happened and it started like long ago, ancient times, I was like, Jesus Christ, they're really, they're doing it again. I thought that was just really funny. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so I thought this was going to be about them, because ha- like immediately starts with them sort of cleaning up the mess of what went down um, with Thor and 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 Selvig and and Malekith and everything. I really thought it was going to be a little more directly related, but was surprised to discover it has to do with a staff in a tree uh, that's been there for a very long time. So while it while the episode does kind of start with them dealing with the aftermath, it actually, I mean, it, it keeps the Norse thing going and the Asgardian stuff going, but it's really kind of a separate thing, you know? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that more. Uh, I, I, you know, I, this is, I, people have been wondering, you know, I say there are like four episodes of the season I really don't like, and this is, I was kind of in that four, but watching it now, it's not a bad episode at all. I just like, don't like whiny Ward. Like he's already so aggressive and then he gets like so aggressive in this episode that I'm just like, all right, chill out. Yeah. Uh, I like, I think that's, but what, but there is some good stuff in this episode, some good fights and one huge shocker that we will talk about later. We'll, we're going to put a, oh, in a I, I, I'd forgotten that. until you said shocker. <laughs> and then I was like, Jesus Christ. Yes, there is. All right. <laughs> but we'll save that one. But so, you know, you, you mentioned it. We start with Gemma's voiceover. Um, you know, it's all this like flowy, serious Thor, the dark worldy. And then it cuts to them being mm-hmm. all annoyed that they have to clean up the mess. And I love that, even though it doesn't really tie in as much as maybe we'd hope, uh, especially, you know, at the time, hashtag it's all connected. Um, it is really fun to see like, yeah, these people blow shit up and then they leave and who's going to clean it up. But shield, that's that's what they're doing. So, you know, you we already talked about you answered my what my next question was gonna be if you were surprised. Um, but I do other things I love. I love when and like like the god of cleaning up after yourself, and then Sky and May calling Thor dreamy, and then Coulson has to kind yeah. of reconcile that. He's handsome. I mean, he's handsome. No, he's dreamy. <laughs> Uh, and the the comments already mentioned it, but we got our third Fitz Monkey reference drink. Um, oh, I, yeah, I also, yeah. honestly yeah, don't yeah, even yeah. remember. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even remember the context anymore because I just wrote down Fitz Monkey rest- uh, restaurant <laughs> reference. Um, uh, no, that's so an establishment. You- <laughs> yes, I would eat there. Um, <laughs> uh, so if you want to remind me in the comments. Um, <laughs> no, I think I remember. Uh, it, was, yeah. it wasn't even a, a direct reference. It, it was like something, something, something a monkey could do it, I think was the idea. Mm-hmm. I think it was yeah, uh, I think talking right specifically too. like it's easy. Yeah. Mm. And uh, we cut to, uh, we go into a national park in Norway, um, which... I, uh, uh, we got these two jabronis finding Asgardian staff in a tree. Gives them super strength because this is Marvel and everybody's got super strength. Yeah. Yeah, this felt... I'm starting to feel what I felt in uh, watching the first season of Buffy with you, Jamie, is like, okay, we are very much doing Monster of the Week. Um, and, and Joe, I think, referenced it uh, in, in the episode he uh, was our guest on. I've. It's, you know... It's kind of whatever. Like I'm, I'm interested. I was interested in the staff because it, you know, it was unlocking rage, and that's kind of, you know, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it. I want to see him assemble it. But like in terms of antagonists and antagonistic forces, it's, you know, it, it, it even before it's over, it, I know it's a one and done. So it's just, uh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, uh, it's. I do like this, the staff itself. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. But once the uh, once the you know the the shield team comes in, this poor guy who was really sad that his friend died. Uh. But like oh, yeah. that whole whole scene is like, all right, yeah, this is fine. I really really like the Gemma and Ward scene though, where um she has to climb up the tree, but she's afraid of heights because of um uh because you know she recently plane. jumped out of a plane to certain death. Yeah. Uh, and to me, like, I really feel like they were trying to go for like a gem award. Like, oh, is this somebody I could be shipping? And I think that, that was a red herring. Uh, but I did Google it. I was like, were people shipping Gemma and Ward at this time? Uh, and this is what I, I found on the fandom website. Gemma slash Grant is one of the more popular, interesting, het pairings for those who don't know what that means, heterosexual, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fandom. Here's what blew my mind, though. Usually grouped together in a threesome with Fitz. And I'm like, oh, I wish I knew that. And that that maybe that's my first uh, erotic fan fiction for next week. I don't want Ward involved in any of your erotic fan fiction, to be frank. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but we have gay men to please in our audience. And that's what they want. They want Ward content. We learned oh, that from yeah. our first three guests being gay men. <laughs> they, yeah, they, everybody everybody thinks Ward's such a sexy man. Whatever. Oh, gosh. Um, 
So I and I, I think it's also really funny that Gemma really struggles with the concept of magic. She's like she really gets like angry when you mention that something could be magic. She does. She gets very defensive about her science credentials. And I like that we're it's kind of inarguable at this point. I mean, we already know it's inarguable because we've watched Marvel movies and we just watched Thor the Dark World. And so magic is real. So I'm happy that, you know, we only had to do about eight episodes uh, until it's like really finitely dealing with ma magic. So I, but the thing is that Gemma's saying is, uh, you know, magic or, or we could say as yet unexplained uh, this and that, which, you know, reminded me of what Thor says in the first one. He's like, you know, in your world, you call it science. Uh, you, you, you distinguish science from magic. And in my world, they're one and the same. So uh, you know what, Gemma, keep an open mind. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And in the first Thor, Natalie Portman uh, does that. Who's, who does she quote? Um, she quotes a science fiction author about how like science magic is just like science that's not been discovered yet. I don't remember who the quote is. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Arthur C. Clarke, maybe. But but that's uh, that's something she uh, that's Gemma's point of view, essentially. So it's not poo pooing yeah. it. She just the word really irritates her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, they're trying to figure out, like, they know it's as Guardian, and they suggest that Coulson call Thor, and he's like, he's off the grid. I love this because then you just go, send a raven. <laughs> uh, I love send your little commentaries, but I don't, yeah, if you don't even know you're doing them, but you were like, I gotta stop. But no, I love your commentaries because they're cute. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got to remind the people that we are a couple. Uh, we, so yeah. we meet Elliot. We meet Elliot. Um, he is a Norse mythology professor who he jokes. He's, that means he's now a history professor. Um, I love that he gives a student a bad grade and then immediately confirms their date. That is the most classic television professor thing of all time. Like that is every yeah. like TV professor ever. They're just trying to fuck their students. <laughs> It reminds me of uh, like a deleted scene from Age of Ultron where uh, I don't remember the exact dialogue, but it's like <laughs> it's the scene where Thor goes to talk to Stellan Skarsgård after he's like panicking about everything. And it's our first kind of glimpse of the Infinity Stones. They go to the pool and he submerges himself and is mm -hmm. possessed. But, so he goes to meet Stellan Skarsgård and, you know, it's just Stellan Skarsgård walking down the steps of this university, having a brief uh, uh, line or two with a student. And then there are these alternate takes where he's like, he, he's just being really creepy, Professor. He's just like, wear a lower shirt next time or something like that. He's just like, bring a friend. Those are some like of my something favorite outtakes. Uh, they're really good. I think everyone knows my dark truth that I watch Age of Ultron more than any other MCU movie. And so I've seen those outtakes a lot. Yeah, they're wonderful. I know. Uh, I feel no shame. Um, so Coulson talks to Elliot about the history of the staff. We learn about the Berserker army and how there's this Asgardian who fell in love with Earth and chose to stay. And of course, you know, cutting ahead a little, we do learn eventually that it is Elliot, is the Asgardian. Did you see that coming? No. Th this, this is what this show has done. I mean, almost every episode I've we've watched is like, here's a character. You know the type. Ah, no, you don't. And they pull the rug out from under you. Uh, this the the progression of Peter McNichol's character was really fun because, you know, it's Peter McNichol. Like, of course, he's going to sit in a leather chair behind a big desk and have all these artifacts. That's kind of his his zone. And then you're like, oh, no, maybe he's duplicitous. And then, no, he's Asgardian. And I, it was just a really, really fun ride to take with this character. I was really happy that by the end of it, he, you know, that he he met he found some common ground with with Coulson and that they they developed the, you know they're kind of buddies now and, and that was that was nice because I didn't want to I didn't want to dislike that guy and he was cool so mm. good good writing good character work yeah and before we learn his truth you know uh, the team goes into this like really creepy location looking for part of the staff Ward touches it he sees the titular well uh, and uh, this is a you know we learn this is the first time Ward ever felt hate. He starts freaking out. Uh, Sky's worried. And then, you know, they come back. Gemma does tests. And he's like, I don't panic ever. And like, yeah, again, like who knew he could be like more of an asshole? But it was like scary almost. And he really gives it to Fitz when he's like, am I going to have to save Simmons' ass again? But I love it. Like 
keeps coming up because like that's tv i want i want the drama to, to seep through to other episodes um and then yes. he takes this fucking swing at may and she dodges it like it's nothing she's so cool um so uh so <laughs> i know you probably didn't see this coming this like ward you know ward centric ward strength ward uh staff what, what, what were we thinking here well I remember in a previous episode, he was like, it was kind of a, a scene of him sort of bearing his soul uh, and uh, talking about his dark past. And his dark past was like, my brother used to beat me up a lot. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry that happened, buddy. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people's brothers. Be no, no, no. Now we watch this episode. And it's like, no, your brother was like a fucking psychopath. And he reminded me of like Henry Bowers from like Stephen King's It, just like a a full-bodied oh, yeah. psycho, you know, who really likes to hurt and then makes a habit and a practice of it. And I was like, okay, buddy, I, I, now I get a little more where you're coming from. Uh, he, and, yeah. and what I, what I found interesting is his hate is, is he hates himself. I mean, he, he cause he didn't have the courage to lower the rope uh, because, you know, his life was being threatened by this menace of his brother. So, you know, I think, I really think that that's more the central Thing. It's not, oh, I hated that guy for doing this to me. It's like, no, you hate him. He hates himself because he waited too long. Uh, and and mm -hmm. the kid, I mean, presumably drowned to death is what it is what I got from the flashback. So yeah, no, it's uh it's dark. I do kind of I did kind of get weary of that super aggro ward, but you know, that's that's some pretty heavy shit to be uh like burying. Like he makes such a point of being like, put that shit on lockdown. I'm like, yeah, that's not how that works, ward. <laughs> Everybody knows but yeah, you. Come on, we know that. <laughs> uh, and you know things eventually they come to head with this like uh, anarchist super strength gang and uh, war kicks the shit out of them I really like that fight scene yeah. uh, and then you know Elliot gets stabbed Coulson sticks his hand in his chest that's all cool um, but the big moment the moment is uh, when Ward gets more challengers he's exhausted he goes to pick up that staff again and May says let me help and she does it. She gets mm -hmm. all three pieces of that staff. She goes fucking ham. We got that May pose. Um, it's so cool. Yeah. And then after Ward asked how she held all three of the staff at once because of how much like it brought up his trauma, and she says, "Like I see mine every day." And it's like something happened. Right. To her. Like like that was bad. Like based it like it, it worse than your brother getting thrown down a well. Clearly. And that's the example. That's that her, she's she's the living example. Like, yeah, you don't bury it. You you befriend it. You you keep it at your side. You keep it fresh. You, yeah, you have to have a relationship with it. Otherwise, it will eat at you. Uh, and that's why you know Ward gets hold of the stick, and he's all kinds of fucked up. Uh, I I did really appreciate that Ward uh, went into Coulson's office after he flipped out on everybody and and said, I um. I I can't be on this mission, like because I'm I'm unstable, mm -hmm. and, and you know I took uh, I was like little word being a big boy about it, like I I appreciated that uh, he had the yeah. maturity to do that. Also, like of course May is in touch with that with the trauma, like she's doing tai chi all the time, and like uh, you know yeah. of course she's got it together, even if things are in her brain really messed up um there is a moment yeah. uh at, towards the end when colson recommends portland to elliot and he mentions the philharmonic and of course we know that uh from the avengers that colson dated a cellist uh in the uh, philharmonic in portland so i like that little nod and it makes you know it's like oh remember when colson had a little girlfriend i remember the girlfriend all the references to the girlfriend oh mm. yeah uh, will we see her? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, wait. Oh, you're teasing things. See, Jamie, you're so obvious. <laughs> I, what? You think I'm obvious, but you don't even know. Stuff. I'm over here telling the chat to behave himself. And my co-host is just. <laughs> um, no, trust me. I'm I'm being good. Um, but thanks to the chat for using the spoiler alert um anyway we then go to you know everything's calmed down ward and sky uh are at the bar uh sky tries 
tries to be a shoulder for him to, you know, cry on, but he's just not having it. And, uh, and I, you know, it's like, that's when we get the biggest twist of the episode. May goes into her hotel room, leaves the door open. Then war follows through. I have to tell you, a, a few weeks ago, uh, my friend Annie, who I believe will be our guest next week, she texted me and she goes, I forgot Ward and May fucked. And I said, I can't wait for Tony's reaction. And you guys, I got a photo of Tony's reaction. Keep an eye out on our socials this week because it was a really good face that he made. He was shook. I mean, she not only did she leave the door open, she left the door open with like a bottle of bourbon in her hand like she's she's gonna party like it, it but, but like i you know i'm not a not a huge ward fan i'm a big may fan but like it's it's may's just gonna get some dick that's really what it comes down to like he's gonna he's gonna come in there and do some work for her like he, it's like it's like it's like he's a repairman honestly she had a hard day and and, he, and he's gotta he, 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 you know he's gotta do some demo work or something so like i i i'm i'm honestly down with it i i like that may is just like a yeah, you'll do. That's the vibe I got. Uh, and I think also she can probably trust his discretion because he's, you know, uh, he's a spot and stuff. So, yeah. Ugh. All right. Let him have it. So you don't see a great, you don't see a great love booming between May and Ward. No, no, no. <laughs> I think she's just like, hey, I need you to throw me one. Uh, and, and and he's like, oh, man, that sounds good. Because, but I like the, the contrast because, you know, um, Sky was in this place of sort of emotional vulnerability. She wanted to be attentive to his emotional needs. That is not what he wanted. He did not feel well and was having a drink at the bar. He could not engage with that uh, level of intimacy. What's going on behind May's door, I don't think is, uh, uh, well, I wouldn't call it intimate. I'd call it aggressive. That would be my perspective. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, cool, 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 cool. Um, I guess we'll find out. Um, and then finally we have the post credit scene, uh, which we see Colson in Tahiti. Uh, and he, uh, you know, he's getting like a nice little massage. It's a magical place. This is too good to be true. Bam nightmare. He wakes up in a cold sweat. Uh, we're getting closer. I think yeah. to learning what this is about. This, I mean, this is like, you know, what Peter McNichol was like, are you haunted by this? And he's like, no, then what are you worried about? And I'm like, I think he's pretty haunted. He's starting to trip up. And then that scene <laughs> happened. And I was like, yeah, he's, he's exactly haunted. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like yeah. exactly 100%. Ooh, yeah. Well, we've oh, got a lot more to talk about. Real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just, we're just, yeah, we'll take a break in a second. But like, I just wrote in my my notes uh when when uh may and uh and ward went into the bedroom the, the song i had to sing was let's get down to business i want people to know that he didn't just write it his notes he sang it to me uh i think that isn't that like yeah. your favorite disney song yeah oh it's oh top 5 for sure definitely and i think it's like my I definitely easily top three Disney's. Uh, oh, I love it. I love it so much. That whole soundtrack rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, I talked to Mingna about Mulan a little bit this week. Uh, a little tease uh, for what we're going to talk about when we get back from the break. So uh, fill your drinks, go to the bathroom, and we will see you in 30 seconds. <laughs> are back what a bop love that music uh thank you again to everyone who was watching live thank you to everyone who was listening later uh whether this is your eighth time joining us or first time joining us we are so so happy to have you here all right tony you ready for a little history lay it on me 
All right, all right. So the filming of this one occurred September 24th to October 3rd. So this this episode was originally produced to be the seventh episode, and they changed it to the eighth. And uh, my, my fandom friend Rita, hey Rita, uh, she told me that it was because Thor The Dark World's release date changed. Um, but seven episode seven would have made more sense because it was the episode that aired after Thor's opening weekend. So I'm not really oh, sure okay. what made them decide that. Maybe they were like, maybe more people have to see the movie. But it's not like there were Dark World spoilers in here. Um, so other than yeah. the fact that something big went down in London. Yeah, uh, that again, it, it, it's... It was a loose tie-in, but it tied in. I, it, it works. It works if it was mm -hmm. a week after. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um. You know, it would. It works except if you're Adam Gertler. Then you get too busy if it's. If... <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, Brett Dalton broke a bone in his hand filming the fight sequence. He hit it against the hard foam prop of the staff and broke a bone. Ooh. And uh, the injury is going to be incorporated into the next episode because I, I, I don't remember the how they the context of it but um yeah that's like when uh, matt leblanc broke his arm uh in friends they just had him jumping on the bed and then he had a cast for like the next four episodes yeah. um i, I like I when they just incorporate who, uh, the was, yeah i have a friend who was on a, a sitcom for many years and i i think we were at uh we were just like out one night and he had there was somebody like being we didn't get to an altercation, but we we eluded an altercation with somebody who was just, I think, just drank too much. And I said, "Man, what happens if you like? Do you have to like not get into a fight if that ever happens? Like, what happens if like what if this guy jumped me, man? What would we do?" And he was like, "No, no, I'd I'd, I'd help." And I was like, "What if you get like punched in the face? What if you get a black eye or bust a nose?" He's like, "I'm just they'd write it into the script. They'd write it in." I'm like, "Cool, good job, uh, Hollywood sitcom writers." <laughs> <laughs> knowing what that sitcom is i feel like that would have been an easy easy to maneuver 100 percent, yeah yeah um i love that we're just gonna keep the audience guessing on that one um <laughs> uh so this episode actually used footage from the 2006 uh, dublin riots to portray the riots in norway i, I thought that was that pretty was. interesting mm -hmm. yeah yeah Ooh. So, um, yeah, um, uh, they also filmed some of this in Griffith Park, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Word. Uh, Bear McCreary, the composer, he actually he didn't use any of the music from Thor the Dark World. He uh, he didn't think it was necessary. The producer didn't think it was necessary because it was kind of a loose tie in. But instead, he made his own Asgardian theme, which I think is pretty neat. See, every time you tell me the cool Bear McCreary stuff at the end of the episode and I'm like, yeah, I want to know that. I want to listen for this stuff. You have to start telling me this before we start the episode. I need you to do your Bear McCrary research okay, prior to our viewing. We'll make this a new segment, and it's uh, what to look out for Bear McCrary next week. But sometimes it could be a spoiler. What if it's like a new character theme or something? But I will try my best. We can make we can start doing that. <laughs> yeah, or, or the or the segment could just be, Hey, Tony, when we launch this in a week, uh, pay attention to the music. Maybe that's the segment. <laughs> Great. Okay. For every episode. Um, just hey Tony. Hey Tony, how about just always pay attention every week to the music? I don't think I could be bothered. Never mind. <laughs> um, Jonathan Frack said that uh Frank said that uh many uh of the people uh who were making the show were so excited about this episode being like the first official tie-in with the films um, and figuring out how like all the assets from the Dark World would fit into the episode and they were all excited. But then when the episode was being edited, like the amount of stuff diminished. <laughs> so it really just turned into like that brief montage uh, in the opening. Uh, but like yeah. apparently like people were who worked in the show were like, this is it. We're in it. We're part of the MCU, man. Cool. Good for them. There was a bit of a controversy controversy surrounding this episode um the president of the universal society of hinduism called for an apology at the insinuation that the hindu god vishnu was an alien well uh, i don't i don't remember them making reference to to vishnu but yeah that that seems like uh something that would happen it was basically when they were talking about how uh they Norse mythology began because they thought that that Asgardians were gods when they came, but they were actually just aliens. Um, it's funny because I kind of thought that as cool as like, oh yeah, Vishnu's real, but I but I guess it's different when you like don't believe in something versus if you do. So I understand like that 
I guess. Uh, I think all things like that are overreactions. But um, but I think, but also a fictional version of Vishnu has appeared in Marvel comics before. So uh, that whole yes. thing I thought was really an interesting bit. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't know if they got the apology they asked for. That was not put in there. Um, but um, but yeah, uh, understandable. All right, so it is time to discuss my interviews that I did this week. Uh, it was uh, crazy that I got to talk to, you know, the strike ended. I, you guys, I've been so busy <laughs> because of the strike ending. I've interviewed <laughs> so many people. I interviewed Steve-O this week. Like, uh, shout out to my fellow jackass friends. Um, but so when I, you know, I interviewed Ming for the documentary Pencils versus Pixels, which she narrates because she's Mulan. Uh, and it's basically about the evolution of from 2D to 3D. Um, it was an all right documentary, but in the end credits, there's a little animated Ming who like hangs out with, uh, and that was really cool. Uh, that was really adorable. Yeah. And she was so excited about that. Um, but so, you know, when we do interviews like this, we get, uh, this was actually uh, with both Ming and Brett, I got 10 minutes, which is cool usually it's sometimes it's like four minutes so with Ming I like I knew I couldn't you know you have to mostly ask about pencils versus pixels right um and I had to throw in a Star Wars question so I was like I can get one Marvel question in and so uh I asked her I was like you know Secret Wars is coming up and everyone in the multiverse could potentially sh show up in this movie could we see the shield team and of course she's like you can ask and I'll say that we can hope but the likelihood right now is no and like yeah of course that's what she says like I, I like but it's hard to like ask a question about a show that's been up there for so many years so uh I I don't force I, I could see I could see an alternate universe Coulson showing up in Secret Wars for sure yeah, definitely, because he's beloved and he's threaded all through the MCU. He's like in every phase, pretty much. Absolutely. Although I just I but I I would be shocked if anyone else did show up. But you never know. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys, we have a new segment, a brand new segment of this uh, of this podcast, and it's called Tony Stays in the Room. And uh, here's what yeah. happened: uh, Tony accidentally <laughs> got a really big spoiler. So. If you are uh, someone who is watching along with Tony and do not want spoilers, you're going to have to leave a little early today. Uh, head out. Uh, you're not missing much. Just our usual plugs. You know what they are by now. Uh, check us out at LidoPod on Instagram to find out more. Um, but uh, so, all right. Spoilers ahead. Yeah. So but, I, and I, I just want to say real quick before you, before you jump into it. Thank you, everyone. I'm sorry that this happened to me. And I don't want it to happen to you because this experiencing <laughs> something fresh and with new eyes is, is, is precious. And uh, a certain person um, who will be named uh, by name very soon um, was uh, ruined um, my, my Aegis of S.H.I.E.L.D. experience. But I like you guys. And so uh, thank you for sticking around and, and listening. Uh, it is time for you to go. Uh, sorry about this. Bye. OK, go ahead, Jamie. <laughs> You, you guys, this is the best possible way Tony could have gotten spoiled for this show. So, um, the perpetrator in question is one Brett Dalton. <laughs> so, <laughs> Brett Dalton spoiled Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for Tony. Uh, what happened was, uh, I usually do my interviews in the room I'm in now, in our guest room. And, um, but there was so much construction going on that I had to do the interview from, I sat in our bedroom closet. And Tony was off that day. So, he was sitting on the bed. And so, basically, I asked Brett, I was like, uh, I'm in my closet, you know. And I said, Brett, we just had the 10th anniversary of the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, you know, because because of the strike, there was no reunion. Um, do you do you think we could get a, a reunion? And this is what he said. He goes, it was. We couldn't even tweet about it, really. Not tweet, but we couldn't post about it. If you know something, please let me know. And then he goes, I'm still in touch with those guys. It would be wonderful. I have thought about that myself. We are in the time of reboots, and this would be a perfect time, in my opinion, to bring it back. And when he said that, I was like, oh, great answer. I can write an article about that for comicbook.com. Perfect. But then he kept going. And he goes, unfortunately, I played a character who died three separate times. So they would have to do some sort of time travel thing. But that's also not at the table. So they have my number. And I would just love to see Grant Warden 
some way, shape, or form pop up in either a TV show or a movie. And maybe if I put out there now, it'll actually happen. So get to work on that, Jamie, in comicbook.com. So, uh, Tony, I, I, so he said that. I said goodbye. I walked out of the closet and I said, did you hear that? I said, yep. Fucking Ward, man. <laughs> and this is the thing. Like, Ward, you know... And I am going to hold this against his character because for all I know, Brett Dalton's a sweet guy. He sounded nice because I could hear him talking because Jamie didn't put her headphones in. So he seems like he's probably an okay dude. Uh, but Ward, Agent Ward, fucked up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for me. So minus 87 points to Agent Ward. <laughs> in my defense, it was a phone call. So I needed the phone on speaker in order to record it. Uh, it wasn't a Zoom. It was a phone call. Oh. Uh, that's why it was It was like that. Uh, wow. I, I would have tried to hashtag protect really her. I should have sent you out of the room. Like, I just didn't think that that would happen. Oh, but honestly, you guys, <laughs> like, I, I'm not even mad about it. Because it's so funny. Like, of all the ways Tony could have yeah. been spoiled, people have been so careful of all the people. Uh, uh, to, but you know what? Like, what, that could mean a million things. You know? Who knows? Oh, no, yeah. It could mean that uh, he died three times. Or it could mean something else. <laughs> yes, Jamie, it could mean a million things. And now, when I'm going to be watching this show and Ward dies, I won't have the privilege of saying good fucking riddance. Because I know he's coming back. <laughs> three times so uh, yeah like i i've been completely handicapped uh by uh whatever oh god it's funny i i really hope that we can get him on the pod uh and and tell him the story uh unfortunately um because i'm sure people are wondering like you talked to him you talked to ming did you bring up the pod because these interviews were through my work i'm not allowed to to bring up the podcast but you know i'm now fresh in their minds they they they've been reminded that i exist so that's a good thing when the time comes to reach out to them um i wish i could um I could have been like, by the way, but sadly, that's just not the case. But those interviews are up on comicbook.com. Um, Brett's, like I said, was a phone call. But tomorrow on my Instagram, I will be posting my interview with Ming uh, in honor of her 60th birthday. At one point, she said, I, I brought up the Scoob holiday haunt cancellation. And she was like, uh, I stay out of the politics of that stuff. It's why I still look so young. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Fair. I mean, she does look so fucking hot at 60. It's crazy. Um, all right, Tony, we are still going to do Tony leaves the room. Um, so before, uh, we let you go, do you, does this episode, did you remember to rank? I didn't. And I knew it was going to come up. I, I <laughs> still, I, 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 why do I feel like I owe the listeners of this show a, a ranked list of episodes? <laughs> I, but I do, I, I, I think I do. I think, and I, I, I should do it. Uh, this is middle of the road. This was a middle of the road episode. Mm. The, the the things I liked most were 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 the fight scenes, particularly Ming. I really did like that uh, Ward. You know, when we get the full flashback of the well scene uh, and we come back, I did like that it was the absence of a fight scene. You know, it just he had just wrecked all these dudes during the process of that memory. So that was cool. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, Peter McNichol, great. Uh, I hope I would love to see him again. I don't know. Um, no, fingers crossed. Uh, you, you guys know I don't. Uh, no, it was cool. Uh, good episode. I'm going to suggest, since we only have two episodes left until the mid-season finale, let's just save your official mid-season ranking uh, when we come for episode okay, episode 10. Uh, and uh, you guys, episode 10 is going to be really, really exciting. We'll, t we'll, we'll tease it next week. Uh, I don't want to tease it yet, but uh, next week, uh, you know, my, my good friend Annie Watkins is going to be here chatting uh, repairs. Uh, and then we are going to tease episode 10, which is going to be really cool. Um, uh, let's see, Tony, um, do you want to send your thank yous, send your goodbyes? Yeah, man. Thank you everybody for, for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing and giving us uh, five-star ratings. And if you do that, you know, you ask us questions and we'll, we'll kick them back. Um, so thank you, uh, Stephanie at Eclectic Muses on socials for doing our really really cool artwork and thank you ryan mira of yellow pills at yellow pills music on instagram for uh this bop that uh leads to this show and closes it and all that good stuff 
Awesome. I will save the rest of our plugs for the very end uh, because uh, people, if they were already leaving the room, they've left. So, uh, but now, Tony, it's time for you to leave the room because we still have stuff to discuss without you. Um, uh, I'll see you in our home in like 10 minutes. I like I like that you're you're about to just have a conversation with with nobody. I mean, you're going to have a conversation with the chat, but it's yeah. literally just going to be you in here. No Maria, no me, no. Okay, all right. Well, nope. goodbye, everybody. It's got to happen though. It's got to happen. Don't to take your headphones out. I'm doing it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! I know that I have no one here to talk uh, to uh, with, but so I'm just gonna lay out some things by myself quickly. Chime in the chat if you want. So first of all, uh, Ward does not die three times, right? He dies on Mavith when when Coulson crushes his chest and then he comes back as hive and then hive dies when he gets shot into space and then ward comes back in season four in the framework but he does not die in the framework i don't believe um but even still i have to say that at least at least he didn't spoil that ward was hydra because that would have devastated me i'm so 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 glad that 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 didn't come up like if we're dying fine because by the time he dies you don't give a shit about him anyway so uh, i honestly like it was such a relief that that's not what was happening like everyone in the comments is is agreeing like um like everyone was so worried like alice like i was so scared he got the hydra spoiler that's not what happened it's all good tony doesn't know the real spoiler and i'm so glad we only have to do wait till april because it's going to stress me out until april that this is going to happen again but we're going to be on lockdown if i interview anybody else from the show tony will be miles away uh but I, honestly i can't get over how fucking funny it was um uh and you know P uh, tony said he hopes that uh peter comes back as elliot he does he comes back one more time in season three cannot wait for it um, and then, uh, um, you know, we, we kind of in the comments all got excited when the Philharmonic Portland came up that Amy Acker is the one who plays the girlfriend. So Tony's like, you're spoiling that the girlfriend shows up. Psh, the real spoiler is that it's Amy Acker. And you might know that I have a giant tattoo of Amy Acker. I'm so excited for that episode. Uh, and, uh, so a lot of good things. Things, a lot of good things to come. Um, that is all I'm going to say uh, since I'm just talking out into space <laughs> with nobody. We missed you this week, Maria. We missed you, Adam. Uh, but hopefully we'll be back on track with our guests next week. Uh, be sure to uh, follow us on social media. Uh, I, you're you're going to want to see the picture of Tony reacting <laughs> to Ward and May. Uh, that was uh, wonderful. We are back next Sunday, November 26th for episode 9 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Repairs. Um, uh, same as always, we'll be live on YouTube and Twitch once again at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Everybody, by then, you will have your Thanksgiving if you live in the United States. Uh, have have a great time eating some good food. Uh, we are hosting here at home, so hopefully you'll be able to see some fun pictures of the bird Tony's going to make because the man can cook. Thank you again so much. Check us out on all of the so um all of the podcast platforms. Give us those five star reviews. Subscribe. Ask us questions. We love engaging with you. Thank you guys so so much, and we will see you again very soon.